0: I've been listening. I've been listening. We are back to a typical Locked On Guardians show. We're going to discuss some minor leagues. We're going to talk about the Texas series. I got the Oakland game going here in the background. We'll see if the Guardians can come back and pull this off. I am Jeff Ellis. This is Locked On Guardians. It's going to be a fun one. You are Locked On Guardians podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, so right now Zach Jackson's pitching for Oakland, and I'm going to keep hitting my head on the mic if I don't adjust myself, so if you'll pardon me. I feel like I should be hosting Locked On Buckeyes not locked on Guardians right now between the shirt and the hat. Shout out to my buddy Eric. Anyone who goes to Buckeye Donuts knows Eric. But uh, with Zach Jackson coming in, am I the only one who every time you see any Zach Jackson, including the one who writes on the Browns, you can't help but think about Zach Jackson, who pitched for the Guardians uh, back in 2008 and 2009 for like 12 games. Oh wow, what do you know? Exactly 12 games. Hey, I got that. Is it just me? I remember like him being a top 10 prospect for I want to say the Blue Jays. Uh, he was okay, so I was right too in my thought process. He was a first-round pick of the Blue Jays, so that explains that. Uh, but I thought he was, you know, we talk about the Guardians' whole approach of being quantity over quality, you know. And some people, you know, that that's a very glib, glib way to put it, and it's a terrible way to put it because, like, look at this team right now. When I'm pointing over here to my uh, my big screen, which is not that big, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> but Owen Miller had. Really good at bat to go to a full count. You wish he would swing at that pitch because it's going to be in the zone, but it's not something you probably could have done much with anyway, so you, you live with it. But you look at that. You look at what Quantrell has done for this team. You look at what Josh Naylor is doing for this team. You look at all the parts and pieces from that trade uh, that, at the time, I, I mean, I'll go and pull the tweets. I had to defend the crap out of the Clevenger trade, uh, and there are people I respect the heck out of who are like, you don't trade – a blue chipper to get a bunch of Bs and Cs. Well, the thing is, we're not great at prospect evaluation. And even going back, how does this all tie together? You know, I think we forget sometimes. Like that Brewers deal. Yes, Michael Brantley was the number two piece. Let's not fuss around that with that. But Zach Jackson was a fourth piece in that deal. The third piece, Rob Bryson, had been a top ten prospect for the Brewers. If he didn't have arm issues, he probably would have pitched in the big leagues, in my opinion. Then uh, Laporta was a fast rising. And he was a top ten overall pick. So they got a lot in that deal. But and that's the thing. You can even go and look at the Cliff Lee trade, where I've talked about it many times. Jason Knapp was the centerpiece. Carlos Carrasco was the secondary piece. Jason Donald, Lou Marson, buying low on guys with bad years. Outside of Knapp. Knapp was a breakout star that year. And, you know, it started there and is gone. And, you know, it's the same thought process that put this team together. They want at least four guys in a trade. They Want that hope, and there's Luke Maley. We got runner, we got some action going here. Uh, first and second, Zach Jackson on the mound, which got me on my diatribe. Uh, one out. I want to talk about the minors before I got into the Rangers series. One, we got to talk about Daniel Espino last played April 29th. He's thrown only six 18 innings this month, better than 16, but still. Um, this is stretching on, and when he was supposed to be back, he wasn't. Uh, I think there is some room for some concern, because again, the reason why I was always lower on him is because, and I stated it on draft day, maybe it was a little, you know, something you're not supposed to say, but I said he would get hurt. I thought he would get hurt. I thought the mechanics and just the violence in the delivery was going to lead to injury. And we discussed, you know, maybe he's just different. Maybe he is just different and they're going to get lucky here. We'll have to see. I mean, you know, how much I talk about that, you know, sometimes you have to roll with the unicorn. And we talked about how... You know, um, Espino is a unicorn. We talked about, who else was my second? Um, Tristan McKenzie. And then I talked about that's why you called up Oscar Gonzalez, who, you know, st- tied a record set by Roger Maris by hitting safely in 12 of his first 13 games. Uh, you know, that's that's pretty good club to be with. You know, he just keeps hitting. And again, listen, at some point, the Piper's going to come, and it's going to be ugly. Oscar Gonzalez is going to come down to earth. We see a lot of guys have great debuts or really hot starts. You know, go look. I always think of Ben Francisco because I remember my buddy Andy Clayman who used to write for Waiting for Next Year. There are some names out there you might know. You know, I didn't do my what I'm supposed to because uh, I talked about the game. Uh, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Guardians your first listen today and every day wherever you's wherever it is you get podcasts. And then to say I am Jeff Ellis, host of Lockdown Guardians, as I have been from its inception. Uh, before that, if you know a Cleveland sports blog, I wrote on it. And after that, I wrote for Scout in 24-7 as a national prospect and draft analyst. And if you're also like, wait, uh, Roger Maris played for Cleveland. He came up with Cleveland. He was a 23-year-old in 1957 when he hit safely in 12 of his first 13 games. Uh, you know, he, was, he went from Cleveland to Kansas City and then Kansas City to New York. Uh, He was actually in 1959 an all star, and in that second year in Cleveland, he actually was struggling. Like, he had a solid debut, but he was a below average first baseman, young. Let's not really like just make it sound like uh, it was some, you know, deal. They with, uh, they got, you know, and here's the thing they traded Dick Thomasette and Preston Ward, and they got Woody Held and Vic Power. Woody Held, I will now always have a special place in my heart. If you can go back and listen to the podcast where I interviewed my father, um, that was his favorite baseball player growing up, and and Woody he Held was a. When I went through, you know, the data and put together like the greatest guardian team of all time, he was in the discussion amongst first basemen. He played a or no second baseman, you know he played up the middle. Had twenty two career WAR as mostly a second baseman. I want to say during his career, why can I not find the defensive rankings? Uh, shortstop. I'm sorry, I had it wrong. It was mostly a shortstop. And again, 22 career award, a shortstop in that era is pretty good. Being about a league average bat, uh, that's really good. So yeah, <laughs> Roger Maris became Roger Maris. So that's not ideal. But at least this is one of those deals where they had something to show for it. And Vic Power came to Cleveland and became an all-star uh, pretty quickly for them and was for quite a few years. So you know he's someone to go reference, look up if you don't know him, Golden Glover. In 59, 60, and 61. All-Star in 59 and 60. So, yeah, that that's pretty good. So, yes, it's Roger Maris, but it's uh, not compared to many deals they made. At least they got something for this one, right? Um, as for the other players, you know, because I love going down the history well, uh, Preston Ward was already an older player who's basically at the end of his career, who had kind of bounced up and down. And, uh, Dick Tominette, uh, was, you know, a filler type. So they didn't really, yeah, not actually for once, not a trade that really killed them. But Espino is down, uh, has not played in a while. Let's talk about Nolan Jones though. Uh, finally healthy. We've been discussing how he's like kind of the guy we're waiting to see is maybe an next one up type, uh, with his injury. I mean, Oscar Gonzalez is who benefited. That's who got to jump up when we were down, uh, Nolan Jones Goes over five in his debut, and then goes promptly three for three last night with a pair of walks. Reached base all five times. Uh, great sign. Good to see him doing that. Awesome. Have to point out Joey Cantillo took a no hitter into the sixth. Uh, Cantillo is balling. He ends up losing that one, uh, two to one because they do get two runs off of him in the sixth. Uh, if you notice, the confused face for a second, I misread it as like their record was uh, was the score, and I got really confused. But Cantillo, again, just, he's, you know, he they got to protect him. He's playing his way into unbelievable. Like, there's no way you cannot protect him with the way he's playing right now. I, I just don't see a way that happens. Uh, we got a pitching change. Stephen Kwan is up. We are going to take our first break here on the podcast, and then we will come back, continue talking about this game, talk about the Rangers series, uh, and if the athletics game finishes up. We will then get into this one as well. And our sponsor today is LinkedIn. You know him. I use him. I'm sure you do too. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your, grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com. Slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Did you notice the eyes in the ad read where it's like, they tied it? (laughs) Tie score. Stephen Kwan. Kwan with a three hit game now. Right up the middle. Uh, Just, you know, before I get into the Rangers series, if we talk about this game, I'm still kind of pissed off. I I agree with Tito getting thrown. Uh, That was some. Some BS, uh, yes, Elvis Andrews couldn't help but fall on him. Elvis Andrews then chose to stay on him, and a nice hesitation there. And, I mean, Straw is so good on the base paths. He could, a lot of guys get thrown out in that situation, a third right there. A lot of guys get thrown out of third. Hesitates, which might seem foolish, but then, you know, can, has the body adjustment to miss the tag, you know, to dodge his body out of the way. We had a tie game. Uh, we already had the first time all year back-to-back home runs with Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor. Uh, but yeah, Tito got thrown out. Elvis Andrews stopped Stephen Kwan from being able to advance. Stephen Kwan should be able to get out and get up, and Andrews clearly just laid on top of him. There was no attempt or anything to—I mean, it seemed like he was even attempting to block his way. So that was some, some BS right there. Um, I agree with Tito getting tossed. I thought that was a situation where I, I see—but man, what what— a nice day for Kwan coming through in a big time situation for this team right now. I uh, tie it up against Oakland as we're going through. Like I said, he's got three hits, and so does Oscar Gonzalez. Again, I don't want to be, I don't want to, you know, anyone to think I'm a hater when it comes to Gonzalez. Eventually, the league's going to just start throwing things a mile outside and see what he does. Uh, league adapts. But again, I mean, I was calling for him, what, the day before he got called up? Do you remember that speech on here about sometimes you just got to give players who perform an opportunity and it, sh- it shouldn't work, but it shouldn't have worked double A. it shouldn't have worked triple AAA, and it worked at every level. So do I think he's going to continue hitting like a future batting champion? Probably not. Uh, do I think he's going to hit 30 home runs because he hit 30 home runs in, in Columbus? No, because Columbus is a terrible ballpark. That, in you know, just has bad lines for home runs. I mean, it's great for home runs, but it's bad for pitching makes it easier. Do I think he could potentially be like a guy who hits 300 with like 20 bombs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Potentially, yes. Could he potentially like turn into a complete pumpkin? Yeah. I mean, it's, he is super interesting because I don't know what the outcome is. Anyone who tells you they know what Oscar Gonzalez is going to do is a liar uh, we're all just sitting there going like it shouldn't work, but it does. And there are those guys who can get away with it. And he is a great athlete for his size and that helps, but just man, enjoy the ride right now. So I just want to state that we're now sitting here with this game, uh, going on tied bases loaded, two outs, two, two on Naylor. Oof! not what you want to see strikeout. Swung right over the top of that one, it looked like. Um, you know, he went deep today. I'm not going to say anything negative. Uh, not what you want in that situation. But this is the best team in baseball in terms of batting average with two outs. 297 was the stat I heard <laughs> earlier in the game. Uh, I'm not going to, It you know, it comes, it goes. It's not always there. But I'm, I'm not going to complain. Uh, this team has been down multiple times and keeps coming back. It's just the unfortunateness. In, I know I said we' going talk about the Rangers game, uh, Pilkington was wild tonight, the four walks with the four hits. I mean they've got four runs on five hits. That means you know they got on base a lot. Um, because Pilkington not only had the four walks, he also hit a batter. And if we go back and just talk about the sixth inning, where you know it was a tie game before he uh, had two to two at that point, and it starts with two outs. Then it's a single then a double. And then you have the the injury delay. And then Shaw comes in and Shaw gives up the double. Then it gets the ground out to get out of it, you know, it Henches. I'm glad we got to see him. He was spectacular as he has been consistently. It looks like he's going to come out here and continue pitching. But yeah, it's a you know, what I just wish we'd see more of him. I still don't understand why we don't see him a lot. Let's pivot. We'll see if we can get another walk-off win here. See if I can bring some good luck to the Cleveland Guardians. Let's talk about these games. Let's talk about, uh, <laughs> like, does anyone else feel like this is the most weather issues we have ever had in a baseball season? Like, uh, not to get political or anything, but this this Guardian season feels like the best case for climate change uh, I have ever seen because my goodness the sheer amount of it feels like we've had more rainouts so far this year than we had in like the last 2 years combined. I know it's Cleveland. I know weather comes and goes. I know there is a lot of issues with weather and rainouts and bad weather in the early part of the season, but this even for Cleveland standards feels horrendous. So <laughs> let's let's get into them. Let's talk about uh game 1 of the Texas series. Like I said, I promised I'd get to I was Kind of shocked to see Steel Walker, Homer, in that one. Uh, but Marcus Simeon started putting on a show, and he dominated that doubleheader. Quantrell pitched pretty well. I mean, he is what he is at this point, but you will take any time. Someone can go seven innings, three earned runs, eight hits, one walk, only a three strikeouts, and two home runs. Long ball is there. Classe A picks up his 10th save. Eli Morgan, can we just say it on here? I mean, if you are a longtime listener of the show, go hit me up on uh, Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. How many times do you think I talked about they should fast-track Eli Morgan, put him in the pen, and just let him go? That his stuff will probably play up, and the change-up is is the best secondary offering in the system. Put him in the bullpen, let it go. Now, there is a case to make him a starter. I don't know if he'll keep his velocity as a starter. I think part of it is he just gets to go out and throw for two innings, and he is exceptional in that role, too. Like, if you take him out, how are you going to—yes— Five innings is more valuable than one. But the way they are using him is in that... Man, I'm blanking on... uh, It was like Crit... uh, Not Devereaux. I can't remember. Davinsky. You know, it's like when Houston had that multi-inning reliever who they'd go to multiple times a week. And if you're going and getting like five innings a week from Eli Morgan as a reliever, then it is kind of a similar value. And you're using him in high leverage situations almost entirely. And I don't have an issue... With that, like, I look at it as a situation where his value is based in, he's, you know, high leverage they can go to and they can count on in these situations. And, you know, he got the hold in this game, but he'll come up a lot. So in that win, who reached base twice? Well, Rosario had three hits, I know. I I can be honest. He'll be one of the stars. Oscar Gonzalez had two. Uh, You also had two walks for Jose. You had a hit and a walk for Straw. You had... A hit and a walk for Naylor. You had a hit and a walk for Andres Jimenez. You know, it it was a good offensive outing. And they also stole a ton of bases. Two by Rosario. Mercado got one. Two by Straw. One by Jose Ramirez. They knew, like, Sam Huff is an offensive catcher. They knew it. And they ran on him all day. Uh, Jose Ramirez was also intentionally walked. And Jimenez also got beamed. So you add those in to the five walks. That's, like, seven walks, essentially, with their nine hits. Gives them 16 opportunities, plus Texas had two errors. That is 18 opportunities. Divide by three, you get six, which is what they got. On the other side of things, They Texas had eight hits. The one error by Cleveland gives them 9 opportunities, and the one walk gives them 10 opportunities. Getting three on 10, that's about average. That's a game Cleveland deserved to win. Quantrell won seven, gave up three runs. He gets a star. Uh, we talked about Rosario had three hits and two stolen bases. He is one of the stars in this one. And then just you know, looking over at your overall data, I mean, I'm going to give it to Oscar Gonzalez because he had two hits. Yeah, there are other guys who reach base more times, but both extra base hits in this one. Uh, Guardians pick up the win against Texas. Yeah, this Texas team is interesting, and I, I got some uh, blowback. Bryce is a great dude. Like, we talked about, you know, recommending someone else in the network. Go check out Bryce on On Rangers. He's one of my favorite people in the network. Just... End of story. One of my favorite people in the network. So go check out him. He does great work. He's one of the the grizzled vets with me who's been there since the beginning. Uh, I I like teasing him, but, like, look at this team. It's like Marcus Simeon's starting to get together. Seeger's going to figure it out. Listen, Adulces Garcia, what we discussed last year, he is going to be a streaky, streaky guy. Um, He's probably best as, like, a bottom-of-the-lineup guy. Cole Calhoun... You know he's nearing the end of a, a solid career. They've got some spots to figure out, but this is not a this is a team that should be better than their record shows. Let's put it that way. The second game was the frustrating one for me because this is a game that could have easily been won. Shane McCarthy, the lefty, I have liked. You know McCarthy is a great organizational sol- soldier, soldier who has you know worked very hard. Asking him to go through a lineup twice was. A full hearty error and having him, you know, he gave up five runs. You call in in a close game, bring in Anthony Ghost. You continue to have the lineup being as imbalanced as it is. This was a winnable game. There was a lot of issues in that game, but it was a very winnable game that they didn't win. They lost at six to three. Who reached base twice in that game? Well, it's, it's a little bit harder to come to those. You had Mercado who pinch hit. No, he started. I'm sorry. Mercado started. He didn't pinch hit. Uh, he started. He had two hits. And I think that unless there was an intentional walk or a hit batter, I think that's it. Yeah. We didn't have anyone else reaching base twice, which is also part of the problem in general. Uh Cleveland had five hits. Texas had one error, so that's six opportunities, and the four walks. That's three runs and ten opportunities is pretty typical. Texas had twelve hits. Twelve hits. They also had five walks. That's seventeen opportunities. And the error by Cleveland is 18, 18 divided by three, six. Hey, what do you know? Both these games, it equaled out. Uh, Texas also managed to have what? It, they should have had a higher score because they had four home runs. And they had all those hits. Cleveland was just constantly working from behind. I it was a rough game for, you know, Trevor Steffen continues to, like, he didn't give up a run, but, like, a hit and two walks is not great. Same Shaw hitting two walks. Uh, Anthony Ghost had his issues. Hench is the only one who had a, a clean inning. Uh, Sandlin came in and had a hit given up. It was actually one of Sandlin's better performances. But this was, you know, a bad luck situation. It's like, who are your three stars? Well, Mercado, congratulations. You got pinch hit four, but multi-hit, that, that gets you up there. And you had the only extra base hit. Oh, and then, yeah, I forgot, like Ernie Clement's throwing error because for whatever reason, you know, you're, you're having you're not having him Jimenez play against a lefty not not and Taylor Hearn's got some good stuff but he's not like a star lefty by any means so let's not play our second best hitter because there's a lefty on the mound like that platoon just that shouldn't happen it just should not happen who else who else was good enough who else did anything uh, I'm going to give one to Henches because, you know, one inning, two strikeouts. It was the cleanest inning of all, of anyone who kind of came out and did anything. And There's just not a lot to go on in this one. I mean, I guess Oscar Gonzalez, congratulations. I, I don't love RBIs as a stat, but you got two of them. So, hey, you did something when there was a uh, runner's on. But, yeah, that second game, that was the heart, not necessarily the heartbreaker it was the annoyance. And then the final game, the sweep, this one was annoying. So Shane Bieber becomes the... Tied for the second fastest to 700 strikeouts with Doc Gooden and Tim, Tim Lincecum. Uh, the fastest to 700 strikeouts, I, I didn't expect to be you Darvish, but that's who it is. And he you know, sets a Guardians record getting there, uh, beating Sam McDowell. And he was spectacular. And again, it, the last two starts. And Texas, again, this is a good team. This was a very encouraging one after him beating up on some bad teams. His velocity isn't back. He's just hitting his spots and pitching well and using the secondary offerings And he has looked really good. And if not for rain, who knows? Like he entered that fifth and, you know, he ends up going four and a third. There was only one hit. He was firing. He wanted to get through five before the rain came. And he gave up two hits. And some of that was just because, I mean, he was just, he was trying to power through. He wanted to get those five innings in. Long rain delay. Eli Morgan then goes one and two thirds of an inning. Perfect. Doesn't give up a hit or walk. Just the three hits by Bieber. Uh, De Los Santos, who's currently in the game. Oh, that's unfortunate. That's going to be a double with Oscar Gonzalez crashing into the wall trying to make that play. Hopefully, he is okay. He is. Liz, that was a bit of a limp. Okay, Cleveland. He is shaken up. We'll take our commercial break here, so I can cry silently. Uh, I'll come back and discuss Oscar Gonzalez and. Um, after a nice sob and some words from our kind sponsors athletic greens i've talked about this many times it is a product i used literally every day until i ran out i started taking ag1 because they sent it to me let's be honest i try things when it gets sent to me but why did i keep using ag1 because i enjoyed it uh it gives you extra vitamins and minerals Did the crossover with Lindsay? Lindsay was offering to buy other people's. He's like, I'll pay for you to ship me yours if you don't want it. That's, you know, how much people are liking AG1. It has 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptins. I quite enjoyed my time with it. It was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut, gut health issues and ended up with a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him 100 bucks a day. He created Athletic Greens. To make a cheaper, optimal option, oh man, optimal nutritional route. Those are hard words to say on his own and for others. And by the way, it's a climate neutral company. And for every purchase, they donate to organizations helping get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the US. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune su- supporting vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Our other fantastic sponsor is Bet Online. Bet Online has been sending me information uh, about the, the world, uh, College World Series odds. And I wanted to talk about that today because the College World Series, how can I put this nicely? It's kind of a way to cheat. Because what you need to pay attention to when you look at these rankings is the teams that also have managers who are going to put winning in front of player health. This isn't like other sports. There are managers. Like, Louisville is not going to sit there and ruin a a pitcher's career just to get an extra win. Uh, You know, they have a very responsible staff. So you kind of want to go through and look. Like, Tennessee is the odds-on favorite. Tennessee might also have three first-round picks. Stanford, Oregon State, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is kind of a surprise. It's not one you expect to see. You know, it isn't Connecticut at 50 to one. I mean, Connecticut's a shock. They're number one draft eligible prospect missed the entire year. Uh, it is a fun time to be a college baseball fan. Go check it out. And for all of your betting information, the bet online is your number one source bet online where the games start. You know, they focused on that elbow a lot when he crashed in. He is still in the game runner on second, two outs. And see if NL can, uh, can take care of this one. But to go back to the you know the series clinching win, uh, you, know, you look at the what they're doing here. I still don't love Rosario shortstop. I still don't love you know Jimenez being wasted second base, but a two-hit game by Jose, a two-hit game by Naylor, a two-hit game by Jimenez. They had zero <laughs> walks. Uh, so it's very those, those are your guys who a two-hit game by Stephen Kwan. Uh, it's you know last two games. Kwan's up to five hits now. He's gonna be streaky, but now is the time to be happy and enjoy the streak. Oh, come on! That gives him third base, extra base hits. By the way, both of Jimenez's were double, uh, were doubles. He had two extra base hits, two doubles. Uh, Quan stole a base. Jose stole a base. Uh, this time off of Jonah Heim, who is again, you know, they, they have they have three interesting catchers, and in Huffheim and Garver, all offensive first types but like I said the story here is the bullpen. Uh well the story here is Shane Bieber, then Eli Morgan, and again, I got the receipts. I can sit here and wave these to the end of time. My joke on Twitter was like, you know, yeah, I I I did call this. I talked about Eli Morgan and him being able to be an ace reliever since the moment he was drafted. You know, I was like, okay, with that change, put him in the pen fast track and put him in. The, you'll find me in here in 2019 if you go back and listen to the podcast discussing what Eli Morgan is doing in the minors and how, yeah, there's some home run proneness and this or that. Just put him in the pen and fast track him. This team needs pen help. It's an, you know, this can happen. He's just been spectacular. But that, that's why the pen is a strength, right? Yeah, Trevor Stephan hasn't been quite as strong, but he's still steady. Come on. Ooh, Owen Miller has had some shaky throws across the diamond. <laughs> let's, let's be honest with that. Or I'm sorry, that was Clement this time. Uh, that was Naylor has really had to do some leaning and picking, and I mean, I'm almost surprised that that didn't get a, just a challenge to see if he was pulled off the bag. But yeah, man, you can miss Jose when he's not out there. I know they're trying to rest him up to keep his effectiveness through the year, but man, we really don't have anyone who handles that position all that well outside of him. Uh, getting back to it though, it's like Beaver, fantastic, and again, it's nice to see him doing that against a solid lineup, Morgan uh oh i never completed my thought because i got distracted by that call uh you know my joke was like yeah you know i did call that but don't don't look at the Cord phelps takes like those can stay hidden forever i i really liked Cord phelps back in the day i you know i should go look at his stats and see like with what i know nowadays if i would still be high on him or not if that was just because that was the early days of me and a lot of statistical knowledge that i have now just didn't I didn't have any of that then. Like, I feel like if I probably went back and looked, at be like, oh, man, yeah, you need to get beyond the Triple Crown stats, Ellis. But this win put the Guardians back to 500. Taking two out of three. And then Oakland is not a good team. They should beat Oakland. This should be a, you know, they've got four games here. If they don't win three of them, I'm going to be disappointed. This is a chance to really kind of get close to the Twins. And to try to put yourself in a place for potentially that second wild card. And I'm not saying that they're going to do the whole year, but the thing with Cleveland is it's the youngest team in baseball for the second year in a row, and the young players are just starting to get called up. You know, healthy Nolan Jones is just around the corner. And okay, let's say that Gonzalez and Quan lock up those corner outfield spots. You got Straw in the middle, and eventually get Franmill back at DH. You know, it, figure out what's going to happen. Make sure you got Jimenez and Miller playing every day. Great. You can start platooning guys. Like, Nolan Jones can platoon with someone. If you call him up, if he is ready to go, you don't want him facing lefties, but he against righties, like, you can figure out a good platoon partner for him. You can make this work for this team. And you can also, just the depth, and the guys that are going to keep coming in waves. Uh, I am... I think you should be bullish on this team for their second half because they're finally using the youth, and they just keep coming. Now we'll have to see what happens in this game. Oscar Gonzalez is now up to bat. Uh, Should we just discuss? I guess I didn't give my three stars for the win. I also didn't. Cleveland had 12 hits in that one, uh, and they ended up with four runs. That's, again, the divide by three principle. That works. Uh, There was no walks. I don't know if I've ever had a game I can recall with zero walks on either side uh six hits for texas zero runs on that that is unusual so that was a low amount three stars uh bieber andres jimenez with the two extra base hits um and then i'm gonna give it to morgan coming in after that rain delay with runners on and taking care of it so today's game getting into how this has gone we already talked about the home runs. We talked about the the bad calls. Uh, who has reached base multiple times? Well, like I said, Quan's got three hits. Oscar Gonzalez has three hits. Uh, Jose Ramirez has a hit and a walk, and I think that's all we got in terms of this. Just doing the whole box score bingo for this game as it's going on. Cleveland has nine hits and two walks, so that is you know eleven base runners. Four runs is you know it's close to that divide by twelve. They're right in line there. Now they also had a pair of home runs, which also does make that score tend to be a little higher. Uh, The other side of things, Oakland has six hits and four walks, so that's ten opportunities. So they're a little bit better as well. Uh, The surprising thing is, I mean, they've just had the one home run, though Betancourt also had a double, uh, which was what happened there against Eniel, so it didn't actually hurt them, but it came close to being an issue. Uh, Not Pilkington's best start, but this is still a game they are in line to possibly win right now based on what's happening Quan and gonzalez are likely two of your three stars and then between naylor and jose we'll see i mean right now you lean towards jose because he had the walk as well as the home run for jose let's see we're already up to 15 home runs on the year now he is probably not getting enough run because people are still kind of sleeping on the guardians to a degree um if we talk about, I'm going to pause this so I can pull up wildcard standings because everyone, no one wants to watch me sit back in Google search. Cleveland, by the way, game and a half back in the wildcard behind Tampa and then Toronto. So again, making ground and people want to sleep on Jose, who's clearly been the top batter in baseball because they want to focus on the contenders. Cleveland, you know, they're, yes. They are not necessarily a big name, but they're a team on the rise. Let's be honest with that right now. Speaking of teams on the rise, Oscar Gonzalez with hit number four. Uh, I don't like pinch running for him. He's 93rd percentile and sprint speed, according to Baseball Savant. If I go to uh, Oscar Mercado, Baseball Savant, I'm like, is he actually faster? Like, why go and make this move? I'm not sure I was thinking defensive replacement, but... I think Mercado is not as fast as Gonzalez. It's just kind of this thinking that, yeah, eighty-five versus ninety-third percentile. They got slower with their pinch running. I sometimes I just I don't because yeah, the perception is Gonzalez is big and he's lanky, but he's a really good athlete. Present feel is Mercado came Mercado, Mercado Mercado. This isn't a Macayo. This isn't an opera. It's baseball Mercado. Uh, it was a former center fielder. So of course he's faster. No, this is bad logic. Um, not a great move. We'll, we'll see what can happen here. Can Jimenez give them the leg up? And yes, that should get a run across. Andres should play every day. Every day, Andre, Andres, every day, Andres doesn't sound as good as every day, Andre. I know, uh, I can't think of a way to do anything with him and As, but every day, Andres. Let's let's get that going. Let's hashtag it. I don't know do people even hashtag things anymore. This is what this guy has done all year. Like it, he, it should be easier to. The pressure is more on the pitcher than the hitter when there's runners on. Should be, and he has just excelled in this we'll see if they pull it out we'll see if they win it. Uh, I'm already at 35 minutes, so I should call it a show. Uh, make sure to download daily, like, and review, tell a friend. Uh, we've been slipping on those download daily ones. I think, uh, the numbers are actually good. I don't know what's going on with the chartable stuff. I don't know if maybe baseball is actually just surging a bit right now and that's making it harder for us to climb, but, do your part. Daily downloads help. Uh, getting anyone else who you might think would enjoy it to listen. Subscribe on the YouTube is a very simple thing you can do as well. We're getting like one person a day. That's great, but that means it's going to take me about three years to hit the uh, the minimum for montaniz- montanization. Uh, don't bunt, Ernie Clement, with no outs. No bunts. If I can give you any piece of advice in life as I end this show, no buns, and go, go, Guardians, go.